This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, groceries everywhere are so much more expensive than they used to be. And some new data shows Pennsylvanians in particular are paying a lot more than the rest of the country. We know now where we're going to be watching Pirates and Pens games after the new year. And we're here to honor a remarkable local who gave her life to public service. Plus, stick around for all the details on CityCast's next meet and greet next week. It's December 15th, the Friday News Roundup. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. I'm with CityCast executive producer Mary Lee Williams. Good morning. Hi, Megan. Morning. And a very special guest for both of us, our Pittsburgh radio bestie, Kevin Gavin. Hi, thanks so much for the invite. You know, I get the treat to talk with you, Megan, best host interviewer I've heard, and of course, Mary Lee, an amazing producer. So thanks so much. Nobody gives compliments like Kevin Gavin. Truly the best. Deserved. Before we get into the latest news in the city, uh, we wanted to remind you that there is still time to become a founding member of CityCast Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're in your podcast feed and inboxes every day, keeping you up to date on the latest news in the city that we all love. And I know that, Kevin, you're actually also a fan of CityCast, not just me and Megan individually. (laughs) I am. I listen every day. It's where I get my source of news. And I have to say, I really love the episode uh, with the mayor. Megan, I thought you asked some really great questions about youth violence and dealing with that and about uh, the homeless situation in the city. Well, and Kevin, I think it's a credit to you and to Mary Lee's reputation that the mayor is is excited to talk to CityCast. Y'all did a wonderful service at WESA and the Confluence. So it's it's cool to be part of that family and continue it forward at CityCast. You know, all of us know producing daily shows like this take a ton of work. And we need your support to continue talking to people like Mayor Ganey, who care about and often lead our city. And along with knowing that you're supporting a team who's committed to keeping you informed about Pittsburgh, there are also perks. Perks. If you become a member. Perks. One of my favorites is ad-free listening. I love that for other shows that I listen to, and I've got to imagine it would be nice for this one, too. And also you get exclusive member-only updates. So please become a member today. You can do that at membership.citycast.fm. Okay, let's get to the news. Mary Lee, you're up with, I got to be honest, kind of a depressing one. Yeah, it's kind of depressing, but it's definitely something we can all commiserate about. Um, I think that everyone in this group goes to multiple grocery stores. So before we get into it, I just want to know, what is y'all's grocery store power rankings? For me, it's Aldi, Giant Eagle, and the East End Food Co-op. I'm a member of the Food Co-op, and I love it. Mine is Costco, Aldi, 
Giant Eagle, occasionally fresh thyme, and just for treats, like special treats, Trader Joe's. I love that store, but it's a bit of a drive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess mine are Giant Eagle, Shop and Save, and Aldi because they're not much of a drive. They're all within like a mile to two miles within where I live. Uh, But for that bulk stuff, yeah, Sam's and Costco. Kevin does a lot of community work. I know buying in bulk is useful for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of fruit. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't really matter where you go because we're all paying more. And as of mid-November in Pennsylvania, we had seen the largest increase in grocery prices with an increase at about 8.2%. And all of this comes from Consumer Affairs, which released an analysis of grocery price data this week. They basically studied 15 categories, some that lumped things together like For example, pet food was one, Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables was another, cereal had its own category, and bakery and baking were two separate fields, which I kind of thought was interesting. Uh, But then also beans, grains, and pasta were one category. So anyway, the overall analysis found that grocery store prices across the country have increased 5.3% year over year, and Pennsylvania's was the worst. I can't. I mean, it tracks, but it's still such a bummer to hear, especially when we also have an income tax and one of the highest sales taxes. Like, ah. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, High prices and high taxes. Megan, you just mentioned the perfect combo. Mm. So I I am curious, where have y'all felt this increase? Like, how have you guys experienced it? I, th- I think it was one of the separate categories, like one of the 15, but the biggest one I would say is baby formula. Like yeah. the price is nuts on that. Yeah. So I've definitely noticed a price increase for me. And I almost like feel a little shy talking about this on mic because <laughs> now a bunch of people are going to know this, but mostly it's in like the specialty non-meat alternatives that I buy, like tofurkey sausages or yummy things that I like to have. My experience grocery shopping as somebody who does not consume meat or dairy is kind of a little bit different, but I am feeling the price increases. Yeah. I mean, just as a a meat eater, like I go to the store and I stare at some of the prices and then less Giant Eagles having a two for one sale, which I love and I almost always take advantage (laughs) of because I keep space in my freezer. Um, I don't know. Like the other day I saw an advertisement for buying into a cow, like buying a quarter of a cow and supporting the life of the cow. And then when it's harvested, you get the meat. And I'm like, you know what? That seems like maybe it's a better deal. At least then I'm supporting a farmer with all the money I'm spending. Well, hold it. Can I get in on that with you? Maybe get a side of beef from Kevin, don't tempt me. (laughs) I can't actually eat a quarter of a cow on my own in the amount of time you're supposed to. But if I have friends, then I actually could. Think freezer, Megan. Think freezer. So uh, for me, uh, meat, yeah, especially uh, beef. But something that you uh, mentioned, Mary Lee, the price of veggies. I was in a Giant Eagle and a Shop and Save on Wednesday. Broccoli, $4.99 a bunch. It used to be like $2.99 a bunch. Asparagus, $5.99 a pound. Plus, I noticed the higher prices in fruits as well. It's interesting. These are the healthy foods we all want to eat, well, at least most of us, and they might be getting out of reach for a lot of people. I completely agree. Um, This makes me think of that. This is sillier, of course, but the price comparison of the Home Alone shopping list that's been making the rounds from USA Today. um, Have you all seen Mm. that thing yet? 
No, but yep. now I am intrigued. <laughs> um, there's actually a link, Mary Lee, I'll send you. But if you have not seen the movie, first of all, please fix that. But anyway, <laughs> the scene is when the kid in the film, Kevin McAllister, goes to the store with his brother's money to get some household essentials while he has been left behind, while his family is elsewhere. So he gets a half gallon of milk, half gallon of orange juice, a TV dinner, a loaf of Wonder Bread, frozen mac and cheese, liquid detergent, snuggle dryer sheets, toilet paper, (laughs) saran wrap, and a bag of toy soldiers. For all of that, it is just under $20, and this would have been in 1990. Plus, he had a little coupon from the newspaper. (laughs) Yeah, the newspaper's really uh, dating that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Megan, you you sent me that uh, link yesterday. I really got a kick out of the reporting. It's really smart to use uh, that Home Alone comparison, a movie that most of us, Mary Lee, have seen, uh, instead of uh, just citing some dry numbers 33 years ago. But, like, I mean, just just thinking about what you calculated, and I'm just going to, like, take a stab, because I don't know. I have not seen this article. So it's got to be, like, double. It's more. Right? It's got to be, like, 40-something dollars now. I mean, I'm just thinking about dryer sheets. (laughs) It's the liquid detergent, I think. That's by far the biggest (laughs) expense on the list. Yeah, I go bankrupt when I need to do laundry. Uh, Yeah, they, I I actually credit to the reporter, they went to the trouble of finding the exact store that is depicted in the film and price checking there. Um, So according to that, it is $54 now. So like $19 and change in 1990 and $54 and change in the year of our Lord, 2023. Yeah. And like that, Kevin, I also use uh, coupons. But unlike that, Kevin, I am paying, as you suggested, Mary, Mary Lee and Megan, uh, I'm paying more than twice as much as that Kevin did. But I'm not getting the uh, bag of toy soldiers anymore. (laughs) Hey Pittsburgh, behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. Some sports television news. Kevin, we saved this one up for you. Starting next (laughs) year, uh, we all now know where we're going to be able to watch Buckos and Penns games here in Pittsburgh. It's a new regional television network. It used to be called Root Sports in a previous iteration. Then it was AT&T Sportsnet. And soon it will be called Sportsnet Pittsburgh. It's co-owned between the two teams. um, And it's good news because for a while now, no one's really known what the fate of the television rights for the games were going to be. Very important for a lot of Yenzers out there. <laughs> yeah. Fans were worried about where they could get the bucks on the small screen, you know, away from the ballpark. So I think this uh, does alleviate their concerns. And I thought this was really interesting. In the Tribs write-up about this, reporter Kevin Gorman noted that our baseball viewership grew the second most of any team in the nation last year. This is the Pirates, which I think is just wild considering how bad we are. Well, you know, I think it could be because of their very hot start uh, to the uh, 2023 season. They won 20 of their first 28 games. But they then shot they didn't baseball. win much at all after that. 
well, come on. They won 56 games after that, <laughs> but that after that first month. But I think the viewership also probably continued to rise or, or you know, hold higher than it normally would because of those mounting losses. Uh, because, you know, the team was finally bringing up what they hoped would be future stars, uh, such as number one overall pick Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez. You know, fans, I think, just wanted to see uh, what these guys, if they had it or not. I think in the early going, too, maybe just the fact that Andrew McCutcheon was back. Like, everybody was very excited to see Kutch wearing black and gold again. Oh, yeah. So the Pirates audience grew the second most, and they were not good. (laughs) So who was the first, and are they better? Texas Rangers. And they won the World Series. So, yes, I would say they were significantly better. Okay, okay, okay. So as the current non-sportser in this call, (laughs) I do need someone to explain to me, like, what are the bigger stakes here and why does it matter? Well, you know, Mary Lee, I think whether anyone is a big fan or not, a winner can make us all feel, I I think, good, you know, a bit of civic pride. Uh, But to your point, uh, higher ratings means the Pirates can charge advertisers more, which means more revenue. Of course, the big question is, will owner Bob Nutting, who's been criticized for his spending, actually invest those advertising bucks into our on-field bucks? Oh, it's very clever, Kevin. Uh, you know why <laughs> I care about this is because now I know another option to get my sports naps in. I do like sports, but I love napping during big games. And baseball, the schedule is just not conducive to good napping. Like it's erratic. Like football is on the weekends, right? Like you've got a nice a nice Saturday, a nice Sunday, depending on which league you like. It lasts for three plus hours. You can take a nice like second, third quarter nap and wake up and see the big finish. But baseball happens at like 1 p.m. on a weekday or 4 p.m. on a weekday. It's just not a useful time to be able to take my good naps. I haven't actually tried to watch baseball since they changed the rules this past year. Well, that's that's important, the changing of the rules. It really is. Now, I do think it's more entertaining now on TV uh, for a couple of reasons. And the change that you alluded to, or at least one of them, the big one was the pitch clock. Right. It means that the pitcher has to get down to business faster and the batter has to be ready to get down to business faster, which is like the boring part of baseball is where they all just sort of stand there like doing their routines and holding the ball just right and wiggling their hips just so before they get around (laughs) to throwing something. I am thrilled to know that at least for people who enjoy this on television, it's maybe a little bit better. Oh, it is. I don't know. When you're describing like the neuroses of baseball players, I'm actually far more interested in that now. It's I actually fascinating would just... to watch like the weird little routines they have before they get around to doing their actual job. I have oh, weird my... little routines. <laughs> now I feel connected to them and I maybe am more inclined to watch the baseballs. Kevin, I think you looked this up. How much faster is it now to watch a game? Okay. But I have to defend the players here. I don't like it either, but they're not neuroses. Athletes are habit forming. They're They're superstitious. superstitious. (laughs) So they have to fix their batting gloves after every pitch, even if they didn't swing the bat. So anyway, you mentioned uh, the game faster. Well, according to Major League Baseball, the average game in 2023, due to this pitch clock, was 24 minutes shorter than last season. Speeds up the game. 
But Megan, that could ruin your nap time. No, it won't, because games were like <laughs> three hours and 20 minutes. So now it's just back down to a normal three hour schedule, which is what every other sports game is. I hate to correct you, but now they're down to two hours and 46 minutes. Oh, my. Uh-huh. Excuse me. <laughs> Huge difference. It's a bit long for a nap, in my opinion. But you know what? Whatever works for you. We also want to honor a Pittsburgh legend who passed away this week. Therese Rocco was Pittsburgh's first female assistant chief in the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police. When she passed away, she was 97 years old. Yeah. And and y'all actually did like an interview with her when you were both at WESA, right? Yeah. Kevin did this little series about influential non-Agerians, non-Agenarians. I always mess that word up. In Pittsburgh, uh, I think Therese was 93 at the time, but she wasn't the only one Kevin talked to. (laughs) No. Uh, I talked with others, including the oldest living Olympic medalist uh, who actually passed away this year, Herb Douglas. But Teresa's memoir had just come out when we talked with her. Uh, before becoming chief, she did a lot of missing persons work. And men did not feel that they should be involved in such an insignificant problem. So the women were assigned to the missing persons. And most of our cases were small children who walked away from home. Unfortunately, children who were abandoned, children who were cast away, and there were many, many, which of course today we are faced with that problem, but it was more insurmountable in those years. Jeez. Attitudes like that are just, they're so sad. Yeah. I have to add, uh, at that time, women officers had to wear skirts and they did not get police academy training like their male counterparts. And they couldn't be armed. I remember that specifically. Like you, they, they had to go into similar situations, but they could not actually have a firearm like all the men could. Well, that is uh, that's a choice. <laughs> you know, Chief Rocco in the interview uh, said male officers ready for this said women officers shouldn't be armed because, quote, if they got in into an argument, they might shoot one another. Uh, so Therese fought for academy training, including firearms training. And then towards the end of her career, I remember there was some kind of court case about fair pay. Kevin, please remind me because I, I don't remember how that shook out. Well, she did testify and she used as an example when she was a captain. So she'd made it all the way up to the captain's rank and continued to rise after that. At that time, she was being paid as much as a young male sergeant. So they won that case, but she wouldn't accept the back pay herself. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I I remember it being something like she wanted others to get it before she did. Like, she could have had it, though. Like, she could have taken the money. You know, she got national attention for her work in bringing missing children back to their families, reuniting them. And, of course, some of the cases ended sadly. You know, Therese never had kids herself, but she said she considered all these children her kids. And I'd never hesitated to give them my phone number at home if I thought I could help them. In my career, I do remember many, many children that I got put on the right path. And I think that's the greatest joy I feel today, knowing that I could go somewhere and somebody could come up to me and say, do you remember me? 
But of course, when they talk about the situation, I do. And they say, thank you. And you know, that's a great feeling. Yeah. She was a really nice lady who tried to look out for vulnerable people by doing work that a lot of her male colleagues considered beneath them. Um, And she was still mentoring on these topics as recently as a couple of years ago. So I feel confident in saying that she will be missed. Yes. Um, And before we go, some fun news around here. A beloved holiday tradition is back on a new broadcast home and CityCast is very lucky to get to be a part of it. Yeah, for 46 years, Kevin has hosted a completely live, all-request Christmas music show for WDUQ, which then eventually became WESA. But, of course, that ended this year. Kevin, you were the host of WESA's daily news show, The Confluence, and Mary Lee, you produced the show. Y'all were truly a wonder. It made me proud every day to have been a tiny part of that team years ago, of course. But earlier this year, WESA canceled the program. So now we here at CityCast are very lucky to have Mary Lee playing for our team. Um, And Kevin, you have found a new home for your music show. The tradition lives on. I'm so excited. Uh, Yeah, there are some changes. I'm excited as well. It will be Friday, December 22nd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And for the first time, the show will be broadcast by WZUM on all three of their frequencies. Those frequencies, by the way, are 101.1 FM, 88.1 FM, and AM 1550. Uh, I know that there have been some cute moments behind the scenes over the years. And I remember you telling me about two people in particular that had a very happy ending. Sure. uh, Volunteers would come in to answer the phones and help look up the music uh, to be played on the air. And yet uh, these two folks, uh, they happened to be sitting at the same table, answering calls, taking requests. They started talking and talking. And then they started dating. And eventually they got married. It's so cute. Uh, and I know there was also something about, I remember you told me about this last year, about a woman and her and her grandfather. Yeah, this was about six or seven years ago. I played a song by request, of course, <laughs> Christmas in the Trenches. Uh, I don't know if you know it. It's a ballad about a Christmas Eve truce between British troops and Germans during World War One. It's really True sweet. story. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They stopped fighting Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And anyway, a listener heard the song and emailed me after the show. She said she never heard the song, but as a child, her grandfather told her about that truce. Uh, He was part of that event, and hearing the song brought back memories of her grandfather. Oh, that's really sweet. Well, so all the songs are requested. Mm -hmm. And so, Kevin, the key question here is are you still taking requests? I am. I am. Uh, You can do that in advance. Email info at wzum.org or DM me on Instagram at kosgavin01. Call the morning of the show. Or maybe, uh, since you're listening to CityCast for good reason, uh, maybe contact CityCast and I'll get the word. That's true. If you want to let us know what you want Kevin to play, we are more than happy to relay the message. We will be doing it the day of show anyway. Um, We're on Instagram at CityCastPGH, or you can always give us a call. It's 412-212-8893. 
And then Kevin's going to be taking requests that morning, too. So they'll give out a phone number for that um, the day of the show. Um, Mary Lee, any hints as to what your request is going to be this year? I don't do you do, do you do the same one every year or do you always pick something different? I usually pick something different. So actually last year I got Kevin a Christmas CD that's called A Merry Cajun Christmas. I'm from New Orleans and I wanted my preferred Christmas music to be available to me. Uh, And so last year I chose Randolph the Rouge-Nosed Reindeer. Wow. (laughs) It was a really good song. Uh, I am going to be selecting another one from that CD this year. That's great. Uh, Kevin, what about yours? Uh, mine or the listeners? Uh, both. Let's start with listeners. Uh, well, overall, I would say, I didn't do a count, but just you know, remembering, I would say the most requested songs through the years are Santa Baby and White Christmas, White Christmas by various artists, including the Drifters. However, I would say the longest consecutively requested song has been by the same listener. 35 years. Uh, can you guess what that song might be? I have no I, I idea. Think it, is it Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Uh, <clears throat> no. Dang it. I love that <laughs> That's, song. That is requested a lot and often requested by the same listener, but not 35 years. So it is actually Christmas Island by the Andrews Sisters. Oh, oh yep. yeah. Okay. That's a classic. But Kevin, you can't get away from this. You have to tell us. What is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, I mean, let's let's face it. That's a tough one. I mean, I obviously love all kinds. I love religious carols, secular tunes, novelty songs, even barking dogs doing jingle bells. <laughs> but, but I really think my fave is um, Mannheim Steamroller's instrumental version of Stille Nacht, uh, Silent Night. You know, it's mm. because... With all the hectic nature of the holiday season, and yes, it's fun, but it can be stressful at times. Listening to that song just it just puts me at peace. Aww, well, that's really nice. Well, along with listening to all the music and being put at peace by this beautiful song Kevin just mentioned, you can still get in on the fun. Uh, the City Cast office will be open for folks to stop by, and that's from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, December 22nd. I'll be One there. Week out. And since Kevin... We'll be broadcasting live. Uh, Megan and I are just going to be floating around and helping uh, and occasionally talking on mic if, you know, they let us. <laughs> no. Well, Megan will be co-hosting. We'll get you. We'll squeeze you in somewhere along to help do dedications, Mary Lee. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And there'll be uh, maybe some cookies, a little, little coffee. We have a great coffee machine. Uh, we're on the 10th floor of the Benedum Trees building downtown. Uh, please be nice. Come visit. We would love to meet you. Um, And Kevin might just take your request live, too. Um, That was always part of the beauty of this show is that folks would come in and get to be live on the radio right right there. It was fun. Right. And since this is my favorite news show, some breaking news for you. Santa might be old. He might be wizened. uh, But he also knows how to DM. He messaged me this week to say he might just might stop by. Oh my God, Santa Lance! Santa Lance is coming. You bet, Santa Lance. <laughs> uh, so there could be a Santa uh, sighting. Who even knows? Um, but we would love to see you too. We would love to meet you. Please come by and hang out with us. Yeah, come on down, Kevin. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. I have been honored by both of you. Appreciate you so much. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you have anyone left on your gift list, please consider a founding membership to CityCast Pittsburgh. It gets you or the gift recipient of your choice ad-free listening, and you can be secure in your knowledge that you're helping support and inform our community for months and years to come. Plus, we might read your name on the pod if you're into that. You can always find more at membership.citycast.fm. Our music is by Benji. Mary Lee Williams is our executive producer. Sophia Lowe, Elizabeth Kama, and Lizzie Goldsmith produced the show. Francesca DeBecco and Natalia Aldana wrote the Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. I'm your host, Megan Harris. We'll be back on Monday with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend, everyone. What is this truck doing? Just like... Idling. He's just going to... Just wants to hang out on my street? This isn't a place for trucks. Such a narrow road. Okay, I think they're gone. Oh, my God. Did it I thought it was gone and then it was like... Rrr! Is it going to drive into my house?